Welcome back to the podcast. So let's go through post-pill acne today because I've seen a handful of women experiencing it lately and really getting no answers from the doctors. So I'm just coming back after our Northern Territory trip and it was so wonderful. I cannot recommend going to the Northern Territory highly enough. It was beautiful. We actually had more fun and enjoyed it. You know, the weather and the sights and the swimming, you know, way more than I've ever enjoyed, like Queensland and things like that, which is sort of the classic winter escape. So next time you are trying to escape Melbourne weather, have a look into the Northern Territory. Highly, highly recommend traveling around. We loved Litchfield. That was our favorite spot, but we also went to Kakadu and Catherine and it was just a really cool experience with the girls. All right, on to post-pill acne. So post-pill acne is the flare-up of acne about three to six months after stopping the pill. It is the result of a temporary surge in androgens. So the word androgens, you know, otherwise known as testosterone. So think of them as our male hormones. <laughs> so post-pill acne, that is an androgen excess symptom. And the acne that I'm talking about is that classic jawline acne that is from a surge in testosterone. And so it can also come along with neck and back acne as well. So if you have a friend or a family member that only has acne really concentrated on the bottom half of their face or their neck and back, and they're not sure what to do, send them this podcast episode because it'll make sense for them. So a classic example of the acne will be when someone's trying to come off Yaz or Yasmin. Does not happen to everyone, but it is super, super common. Now, it doesn't always happen initially either. So we're all good for a couple of months, finish the pill off, and we're like, great, I'm back to normal, sounds good. Hormones are happy. And then month three, four, five, or six, that's when we start to see the acne pop up, and it is severe. Um, You know, really, really hard because, you know, as a female, very self-conscious on our face and also maybe never have experienced acne like this before. And you, you start to feel like you're a teenager again, you know, and this actually, this post-pill PCOS, this post-pill acne picture, it actually can last for months or even years, which then could lead you down the path of a very questionable diagnosis of PCOS when in fact it really is a temporary state of pill-induced PCOS. So I'm a big believer on different types of PCOS Now, the one I'm talking about today is from the pill. It is a result of coming off the pill. So I do say a temporary surge in androgens. However, in actual fact, like I mentioned, symptoms can persist for a couple of years, which can feel like such a long time when you are struggling with the worst acne that you've ever had. Um, They're very cystic, very red and very sore and deep. You know, not just little blackheads. These are are full-on raging um, raging acne. So a lot of women just get told to go back onto the pill to fix it or to try Rakutane, which is a complete and utter band-aid fix because ask anyone who went on Rakutane, the moment they come off, the acne comes back again. Rakutane, I would not touch with a 10-foot pole. It is such a strong medication. Um, and as for going back onto the pill, what's that really achieving? Uh, and, you know, it's only achieving a temporary relief of the acne, which will then come back off, you know, it'll come when you come back off again. So in my opinion, we need to fix it once and for all, not by going back onto the pill. 
So, you know, like I mentioned, post-pill PCOS is the picture with the excess androgens. It's not to say, though, you can't actually legitimately have PCOS when coming off the pill because you can. But in that case, normally, you know, you'll have had some androgen symptoms, some ovulation issues and some concerns before going on the pill. They didn't just pop up after coming on off the pill. So, you know, keeping in mind this concept of post-pill androgen surge, it really only applies when you're coming off synthetic estrogen. So if you're coming off like a hormonal IUD, for example, it does not seem to happen. You actually should find your skin and weight could improve after coming off the marina or something like that um, because they are different. There's there's progestins in them and, you know, it's a little bit of a different sort of um, contraceptive. So androgen excess can be diagnosed by a blood test and or symptoms. So in other words, if you do have androgen symptoms like the strong jawline acne, even facial hair, for example, um, then you do have high androgens, even if your testosterone is normal on a blood test. So if you do get a blood test and your testosterone level is below one, which is where it should sit, then it doesn't mean you don't have androgen excess. So, you know, when we look at a blood test, like I mentioned, we do want testosterone to be below one. Now, the pathway for post-pill acne is a super interesting one. So let's go through that. So before you go on the pill, you have a baseline level of your androgens and your skin oils, sebum, otherwise known as sebum. When you started the pill, the synthetic estrogen suppresses both of these. So, which may have been lovely clear skin because it didn't have much oil being produced because your sebum was actually being quite suppressed by the pill. This is really your androgens and sebum being driven below normal levels. So really, really low. So as the body does with anything in, in, you know, in its system with homeostasis, it actually will always make an effort to get itself back into balance because that's where it's supposed to sit. So when the body notices androgens and sebums, sebum production being very, very low, it will try to upregulate them. This upregulation then causes a huge flare-up in acne with higher levels of androgens and sebum than ever before. And often this will not happen until at least three months after stopping the pill. So the same post-pill androgen surge that I spoke about, it can actually cause a worsened weight gain and hair loss. So again, not instantly, but hair loss usually will start around that month three or four after stopping the pill. And post-pill hair loss is a little bit more complicated in that it's not actually always about the androgens, but it simply can sometimes be just losing that that pill estrogen that your body was quite used to. Sort of the same as what happens three months after having a baby, you know, that real drop in hormones, um, all of a sudden you've got some hair loss. So so yeah. So look, what's what's the solution for post-pill acne? You know, it's not to just put up with it and it's certainly not to go on a band-aid fix. We can absolutely work on it. So, you know, what I normally say is that we do want to try to work on things before coming off the pill or immediately after. We don't really want to wait until the acne is in full flare-up zone. It's just going to take a little bit more time. Although in saying that, no one knows if you're going to get acne or not. So it is a bit of a tricky one. But if you're concerned, I would be seeing a practitioner before experiencing the acne because it's easier to prevent post-pill androgen symptoms than it is to treat them. 
So treatment normally will take at least six months to see good, perfect results. And it's so, yeah, it is a commitment of your time. Absolutely. Now, treatment includes lowering androgens, obviously, lowering your skin oil production back to normal levels, encouraging skin integrity and healing, lowering inflammation because there is a lot of inflammation happening, and then fixing up your gut potentially with some anti-acne probiotics. So the first line of treatment is dairy has to go. There is a massive link between acne and dairy, and it it is just a non-negotiable. I suggest you avoid the dairy protein A1, casein. The second thing is to avoid concentrated sugars. So cutting out all refined sugars, you know, your sweet apple juices, um, your ice cream, your chocolate, your lollies, all of that has to go. Now, with you know, supplementation, I'm going to run through two of the main ones. And there's obviously more and, you know, this is not going to be a one size fits all for everybody. However, the first one I would normally go with is zinc. It works for the skin because it's antimicrobial plus for androgen symptoms, it actually down regulates a particular enzyme that will therefore reduce the active form of testosterone. So in a roundabout way, it will lower the active form of testosterone. And I normally would say 30 to 50 milligrams of zinc daily, but you don't really want to take zinc for a very, very long time because it can deplete copper. So again, it is best not to just supplement willy-nilly and actually have a practitioner overlooking the whole thing. The next one I would go with is myo-inositol or just inositol. It's a powder. It would have to be the most researched supplement for androgen excess and for PCOS, So at doses of like two to six grams per day, inositol has been found to lower androgens. How it works is by improving insulin sensitivity and strengthening the FSH signal from the ovaries, which therefore means that inositol promotes ovulation. Now, the most important strategy overall by reduce, you know, in order to reduce testosterone is actually to ovulate. That is our most important way that our body will lower testosterone for you. So establishing regular ovulation is how you make the best anti-androgen treatments, which are your own hormones, estrogen and progesterone. They will lower androgens just by nature. So we need to make sure you're ovulating very regularly because we need the right amount of progesterone and estrogen being created every month when you release an egg. Now, that is sometimes an issue after coming off the pill. You find that women are not ovulating correctly. They've got massive cycles. So the classic picture will be someone coming into my clinic with 90 day cycles or a period that never returned or 35 to 80 day cycles varying and excessive testosterone issues like the acne, the hair growth on their face, their hair is really thin or it's falling out super linked. We need to treat both. You know, we need to treat the ovulation concerns because that's then then going to improve the acne and the testosterone. And also it's great to treat the skin itself with, you know, looking at your gut flora, looking at your inflammation, your skin healing, your immune response, and then dietary measures like taking out the dairy, taking out the sugar. They work, this, this treatment works wonders. And you know, I have people come through the clinic, we treat it. They come back a month or two later and go, oh my God, I have so many less breakouts and they're healing quicker and they're not as angry and inflamed. Within four to six months, gone. It's a, 
it's a really cool thing to see. So, you know, this is a really, really responsive problem to have. Like it responds really well to treatment. Anyway, I hope that's been helpful. Thank you so much for listening today. I would love it if you could share this episode with any friends of yours that have acne or any family members. And please, if you can leave a review, that would mean the world to me. Thank you so much. Have a lovely day and I'll speak to you next week.